This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. It's time for the overtime show with Nate Geary. Yo, everybody, welcome into the overtime show here on WGR. Bills get a big win. I forgot to score. It's a 38 to 3, a lot to a little. They didn't score a touchdown. The Bills scored a few touchdowns. A lot to love from this game. Let me give you the number. I got some open phone lines before I get into my my spiel. 803-0550. is your toll-free number if you're uh, out of the area, want to give us a call. Uh, we're going to be ripping phone calls here in just a few moments. So if you want to get your thoughts in, now is the time to get on the board with Mr. TJ Luckman. Uh, before we get to those phone calls, though, let's talk a little bit about this. I don't know, whatever word you want to use for this game. But it was ugly, uh, and it was really ugly from the very beginning. It was not exactly the sexiest of starts from the Bills, though. I mean, Taiwan Jones fumbles the kickoff and bobbles it around, bobbles it around, gets tackled at the two-yard line, and you're thinking, oh boy, I mean, this is not the way you want to start a game by any means. And then Josh Allen just flicks his wrist on third and ten, and it's 7 nothing, and you're like, oh gosh. And then, you know, they, they fumble the kickoff, the Bills recover, and you're thinking, okay, the Bills might score 100 points today. And, you know, they ended up going three and out and, and, and getting their field goal blocked on that drive. But um, that was about the highlight of that game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a bad, bad football team. T.J. Watt is not fixing what is wrong with that Pittsburgh Steelers football team. They're bad. Their coaching is not particularly good. And Mike Tomlin kicking field goals down 31 points. I mean, just real galaxy brain stuff from the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Just a, a really, really, really poor performance from the Steelers. And, um, you know, listen, this is a good Bills football team. But this is the NFL. You can't, I mean, on the road, rookie making his first start. Rookie probably played pretty well. I thought Kenny Pickett played a decent enough football game to, I don't know, warrant not being benched. And, I mean, he played a lot better than we saw from Mitch Trubisky this season. Having said all of that, though, it just has not, it has not gone well for the Pittsburgh Steelers to start this game. They continue their winless streak, right? They have not won a football game that T.J. Watt hasn't played in. It's just, that's a defensive end. He's your most important player. Kenny Pickett in his first NFL game throws 52 times. He's just not giving your guy much help at all. Just not much help at all. Having said that, let's talk about the Bills defensively a little bit here. Micah Parsons, by the way, uh, limping off of the field for the Dallas Cowboys, which can't be a great sign if you're a Cowboys fan uh, or if you're starting the Cowboys defense like I am. Um, all in all, though, DeMar Hamlin. Let's talk about him for a second. Um, what an un- what, what a what a revelation. Uh, and and, and how, how does this team go from shuffling out two all-pro safeties to having guys that are top 15 at their like like that's how they're playing they're playing at like the top 15 level of their position I I think for me the the big thing that I'll continue to kind of harp about this defense is whether it's injuries um whether it's you know early starts by offenses this is a defense that has not given up a point in the third quarter this year they make adjustments in the second half and they're better than they were to start the game and and that's just the the true sign of a great defense a well-coached football team Josh Allen I mean listen Josh Allen had less yards I think he had 400 400 yards against the Miami Dolphins 2 weeks ago on 43 
completions, and he had 424 yards on 20 completions today. 13.7 yards per attempt average. Just wild, wild stuff from this Buffalo Bills team who just, they they looked like the team, I think, the, that a lot of people wanted to see them look like the last two weeks. Uh, and maybe most notably, I think this is the team people wanted to see against the Dolphins. And there was a lot of circumstances in that Dolphins game that uh, that led to, I think, some of the, obviously, the, the loss in that game. But all in all, yeah, there's just there's so much to love right now about this Bills team, what they're able to do offensively, what they're able to do defensively. The only thing is they still really struggle to run the football. Now, they found some opportunities late in the game. I saw, you know, Obviously, James Cook gets in there with a touchdown. I thought that was an important um, thing for this team. They've got to find a way to get him going. They've got to find a way to, get, to insert some confidence and instill some confidence in him uh, because I think he's an important player for this team down the stretch. I think, like, for sure, down the stretch run. They need him. They need that speed, and... Khalil Shakir today, I mean, you know, right from the beginning, just looks like he belongs in the NFL. And, and i got to say this, for a guy that is a fifth-round pick, I just it's so hard to, to think about anything you could expect of a fifth-round pick coming into his rookie season in the fifth game of the season. And here he is, you know, I, I mean, if you don't have Isaiah McKenzie, which you will, he'll be back next week. If you don't have Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir could be your number three receiver, and I think you're fine. And I think he'll probably be around there and be the fourth receiver. Is, and I'm sure he's going to probably play a similar amount of snaps that Jamison Crowder played this season before his injury. And so I think you're going to have a kind of a two-headed monster at the slot position with Shakir and McKenzie. They both bring a, a slightly different skill set. I think Shakir's a little bit more like Crowder. And obviously, you know, McKenzie's your 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 speed and your um, your speed and your athlete at the position. And and listen, I think, too, the other thing today is I think Khalil Shakir got a, a pretty big crash course in how difficult it can be to return punts in that stadium, especially when the wind is gusting like it was today. But Devin Singletary, he finishes the day 6 of 42. Again, let's go through some of these numbers. Josh Allen, 20 of 31, 424 yards, 13.7 yards in attempt, four touchdowns, an interception, and an 86.3 QBR and 134.1 quarterback rating. Justin all-time effort, all-time performance from this Bills offense. On the receiving end, here's where things get really fun. Gabe Davis finishes this game 3 for 171, a 57-yard average, which is silly. A 57-yard average, two touchdowns, and obviously that 98-yard touchdown to start the game. Stephon Diggs in this one, he finishes 8 for 102 for a touchdown on 11 targets, which is exactly where I talked with my co-host on the pregame show, Joe DiBiase. Uh, I, I talked to him in pregame and said, I'd like to see Diggs right around 10 or 11 targets in this game. He finishes with 11, important. Five targets for Khalil Shakir. He finishes with three for 75, a 25-yard average, and a score. Isaiah Hodgins, a nice little showing today as well in his first NFL stint um, and getting some actual playing time and touches. He ends the game with four for 41 and a 10.3 yards per catch. Average Devin Singletary, his lowest output so far this season, just one catch for four yards. So if you listen to me on pregame about betting the over on Devin Singletary's catches, which were two and a half, no, you didn't. I mean, you did. I mean, I, I said it, so I guess there's no going back. Let's look at the other side of things here for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Kenny Pickett, I mentioned he had 52 attempts in this game. He finished 34 of 52, 324 yards, an interception, no touchdowns, and a 57.1 QBR. How about this? Jalen Warren. Who? Jalen Warren. I've never heard of Jalen Warren. I'm sorry if I'm supposed to have heard, I've heard of him before. Uh, but Jalen Warren finishes on the day the leading rusher for Pittsburgh. Five carries, 24 yards. Najee Harris, 11 for 20, looks bad. He does not look good. Najee Harris looks like a giant waste of a first-round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, I mean, that's what you get for drafting a first-round running back when you have a terrible offensive line, no future franchise quarterback at the time. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was quarterback at the time. So, um an aging defense, terrible linebackers. But yeah, draft Najee Harris, who who is averaging 1.8 yards per carry in this football game. George Pickens. Listen, Pickens and Pickett are going to be a good combination for a long, long time once the Pittsburgh Steelers finish uh, figure things out, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. But Pickens finishes this game 6 for 83 on 8 targets. Deontay Johnson, a stud, no doubt. He finishes this game 5 for 60. And Chase Claypool finally gets involved in the offense 5 for 50 on nine targets in this game. 
Uh, and then Najee Harris, he finishes three catches for 16 yards. So a pretty underwhelming performance by that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I mean, obviously, they only score three points in this game, and, and they did nothing really of, of substance to support their young quarterback. Defensively, the Bills finish with three sacks on the day, including from, one from Tyrell Dotson, one from A.J. Epinesa, who was uh, actually thrown out of the game late in this football game, and Von Miller, of course, who leads the team now. In sacks. Let's rip through some team stats as well as we continue talking about this game and the, the really utter shellacking that happened. And it's crazy. The thing to me is the Steelers had more first downs. They had t- almost they had 18 more plays run and they had half one half the yards per uh, the yards per play that the Buffalo Bills had in this game. The yards per play by the Steelers in this game 5.1 the Buffalo Bills 10.2 like literally half of the amount of yardage per play output that the Buffalo Bills had in this game. Rushing, Bills 120 on the ground. Again, a decent number. I think it's skewed a little bit by Josh Allen. He, of course, led the team in running again. Four of five now for Josh Allen on the ground. And uh, for the Steelers, only 54 yards. A fairly clean game on both sides. Six penalties for 54 yards for the Steelers. Five for 28 for the Bills. And the Pittsburgh Steelers had the ball for more than 10 minutes longer than the Buffalo Bills in this game. It just did not matter. Two turnovers aside for each team as well. And total drives, 13 for the Bills, 11 for the Steelers. So all in all, um, on third down, too, if you want to look at this game, the Steelers finished 5 of 15, 0 for 3. On fourth down, the Bills finished 5 of 9. They did not face too many third downs in this game, and they just dominated early on the down, and that just really was it for this Bills team. All right, let's go to the phones and uh, get connected with our fans. Let's go to Caden, who's been waiting patiently. Caden, you are on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Caden. Hi. So I really loved how the rookies stepped up uh, with all the injuries we've had. In your guys' opinion, which rookie contributed the most? Kaden, who did you like the most today? Um, I like Shakir the most today mm. with uh, Crowder out and McKenzie out. He put up some good numbers, 75 yards and a touchdown, so I liked him today. Me too, Kaden. I also liked James Cook a lot today. I thought he got some opportunities and obviously had the, the touchdown run. Um, and then Kyrie Elam, he gets the interception, right, Kaden? So, so you say yeah. you like uh, Khalil Shakir today, and moving forward – what do you think? you think they're going to use him a little bit more even when McKenzie comes back in the lineup? Uh, I still think that McKenzie might be ahead of him just because he's like a vet. But I think he'll work his way above Crowder. Awesome. Great job, Caden. Appreciate the call, buddy. Go Bills. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, th- today was really a glaring example of how important drafting can really be. And, you know, throw the L.A. Rams playbook out the door, out the window right now. I know that they don't use draft picks. And look at their offensive line. It's the worst in football. But draft picks in this game is how you continue to build depth across the roster year over year. To Caden's point, you get Shakir in this game, who ends with three for 75 and a score. You have you have Kyrie Elam, who finishes in the interception. Now, George Pickens had his number a couple times. George Pickens is going to have a bunch of guys' number um, at a certain point uh, this season. But I thought... He held up well in situations that he should have. I, I don't know how many guys in the NFL are going to win a lot of, of 50-50 balls with George Pickens. He's aggressive. He's physical. And he's a darn good young player for the Steelers. Pickett's and Pickin. Pickett and Pickens, I should say. That's going to be a nice combination for a good long time. Yeah, but all in all, the defensive players. And then you saw a little Terrell Bernard at the end of that game as well have a couple of nice plays. I, I, you know, I, I didn't mention this, but Tyrell Dotson. Just a pro's pro, Tyrell Dotson, right? And doesn't really ask, to, he's not asked to to be the sub-package linebacker. They don't run a lot of 4-3. They stay in their, in their base package nickel for 95% of the place. But Tyrell Dotson just goes about his business. He's a special teams ace, um, practices and prepares when he has to play, and he's called upon. He always plays really well. I, just a hats off to Tyrell Dotson because I thought he played an outstanding football game today. And you don't play outstanding football unless you're prepared. And obviously, Bobby Babich and some of these other coaches that are preparing these linebackers each and every week, that linebacking room is one of the best and probably the deepest linebacking rooms in the league. Obviously, Matt Milano is just right now playing at a different level. And, and frankly, before the injury, Terrell, uh, not Terrell Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds is also playing at a really, really high level. The, the level of play from these linebackers has been incredibly, incredibly important to the sort of advancement of this defense. And they're being sort of facilitated 
by the better play of this interior defensive line. Now, let's hope that Jordan Phillips' injury was just a small tweak. I I didn't love the idea of bringing him back yet anyways. I would have liked to see him sit another week, get him to the Chiefs game, or even get him after the bye week with those soft tissue injuries. The Bills do tend to be pretty conservative about those guys when they get those soft tissue injuries. So I was... was I was interested that he, I was thinking he had to be 100% if he was playing in this football game. So, you know, I think for me, the, what I kind of look at anytime, um, oh, we were, we were on there there. That's okay. Um, but anytime you can have a guy like Tyrell Dotson, anytime you can have Terrell Bernard, Joe Giles Harris, I mean, they're just a deep, deep room. And then you add in the fact that at the top of the room, they're, Two of the best. I mean, they're the best combination of linebackers in the league. You know, you could look at Shaquille Leonard, and I know he's been injured a lot. So, you know, maybe that's not um, maybe that's not the best guy to talk about in this situation. But, you know, there are some really good pieces uh, in the NFL at the linebacker position. But I think as a combination, just like the safety position for the Bills with Poyer and Hyde, you know, Edmonds and Milano in the middle are about as good as it gets. Let's go back to the phone. Thanks for the call, Caden. Let's go to Matt. You've been waiting patiently. Matt, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, man. No doubt. Um, yeah, it's, well, it was my birthday yesterday, so my girl, we were there live today, so that was my birthday present. But I just wanted to say Josh Allen was surgical today. Mm-hmm. Like, they, he was just picking apart Pittsburgh when there was, I mean, the drop, like, I don't know what his final stats were. I know he threw for 424. I'm not sure what the completion was, the numbers, but the ones that didn't get completed, they were just dropped. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he had that one pick, but they were just on defense, you know, and this is, we're kind of already in the dog days, um, if you want to call it that, with injuries and all that. So, like, going up against Kansas City later in the seasons, probably playoffs, um, across my fingers, but, you know, these young rookies like Shakur, like Shakur getting in there yep. and, and Isaiah Hodgins, and then our defensive secondary getting, these, like, you know, these valuable game reps, only going to help us down the line. So that's all I got. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Matt, and happy belated birthday. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, um, Josh Allen was 100% on one today. I mean, there's there's no denying what we got to see from Josh Allen today, and it wasn't the dink and dunk game. It wasn't the drop-offs. It wasn't the, you know, five-yard out routes. What it was to me was, I mean, just domination down the field and a willingness to stretch the field whenever he had the opportunity to. Um, it was a truly, truly impressive performance today. And, um, you know, the Bills are the Bills are in a good spot right now with as they head into the rest of their schedule. Uh, the the chart for Josh Allen is a little absurd today. And there's a couple of there's a couple of drops to your point, Matt, that were down the field and, and, and maybe he has better numbers and better completion percentage today. He also overthrew a couple of guys and underthrew a couple of guys. Obviously the interception to Gabriel Davis was kind of a 50-50 ball, but it was slightly underthrew. I thought thrown. He had an opportunity to hit Quentin Morris on a deep route. He was wide open and he underthrew it. Um, so there was a lot of plays down the field. But listen, he had two touchdowns where the ball traveled 35 air yards or more, including one that traveled 65 air yards. Just, you don't see that a lot in the NFL. And for good reason. It's really hard to do. Thanks for the call, Matt. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I just want to uh, touch base on the uh, fact that uh, Isaiah Hodgins getting two uh, key uh, third down conversions. Um, that, and I want to say when you have a team effort, this is what happens. And when you have a general manager and a coach that gets depth, and this is what happens when you get depth, when you get injuries or anything, suspensions, anything. This is what happens when you're a team effort and you have depth in the back. This is what happens in the games. Thanks, and that's it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. Right, I mean, this right now is – between the Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles, what you see is two rosters that – and the Eagles are bound to only get better. I mean, the Eagles right now have two first-round picks, including a top-five pick right now. Well, the New Orleans Saints won today, so that's going to move up a bit. But, I mean, that team's going to continue reloading. They've got P. 
pieces all over that offense and defensive line. Um, the Bills and the, the Eagles really right now are truly the two deepest teams in football, and it's no surprise they're at the top on each conference right now. So um, that it, it does appear anyways like to me that they're on a collision course for a Super Bowl. And uh, I would tell you I would love to see that happen because the Bills would have an opportunity to get the NFC East Super Bowl monkey off their back. Um, so that would be that'd be a nice development for me. 803-0550. Thanks for the call, man. We got a couple of open phone lines. Again, here's the phone number. 803-0550. That's your local number. Toll free. one 888 2550. We've got two, three, four, four open phone lines, so give us a shout. Um, before uh, I take any more phone calls, we are going to go to the locker room here and here live. Uh, and let's go to Dion Dawkins. Yeah, let's go to Dion Dawkins. So let's go live to the locker room and hear from Dion Dawkins. And it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Dion Dawkins. It's helping. And it's making it easier on us and harder on the other team. Record. He did. He set the passing yards record. Josh. Josh is close to a record every game, man. Josh, and I say that humbly. Like I don't like say that with no cockiness. We have a great quarterback. That's why they and they paid him. That's why he's our franchise. That's why he's Josh. No cockiness. Josh is able to do amazing things every time he touches the football and touches the football field. So that does not shock me. Is there anything he does now that surprises you? He feeds us random times, <laughs> you know. Josh, Josh always has treats for his uh, big guys, and and I and I love it, man. I love it. Have you ever been a part of a 98-yard touchdown pass? Probably, you know. Um, ever since Josh has been here, like there's been a lot of things positive that have happened. So, but not to Gabe. So, it's the- how cool was that to start off the game? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just it just puts us on a straight path to you know, positivity and not a negativity. Because if we start, started off with a pick six and, eight and ran it back, it'll be a drastic, hurtful feeling. But when it's the opposite way, a 98-yard touchdown or whatever it was, it's all positive, not negative. Khalil, Khalil gets his first touchdown. James gets his first touchdown. Kyrie gets his first pick, right? I mean, this 2022 draft class, how do you guys feel about, you know, seeing that here? They showed up today, you know, and it's, I say, it's because of the positivity. When good things are happening, good things will happen, you know, and it showed. Those guys were positive. We made plays. The young guys were fluid. They were free. They were available to just play with the free mind, and that's what they did, you know, and that is a reflection of the rest of the the, uh, team on all three phases, on special teams, defense, and offense. When we could take the pressure off of those guys and just let them go, let them go. That's why it's better to be on the hunt and not to hunt it. All right, that is Bill's left tackle, Dion Dawkins. We've got uh, one more open phone line if you want to give us a shout, 803-0550. We're going to get to a bunch of phone calls on the other side, but I want to remind you that tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest Bank. Com. Howard and Jeremy will be breaking the game down in the morning. Then the extra point show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon. It's followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon and Chopin Bulldog at 3. They'll have former Bill Eric Wood at 4. 8 p.m. It's Monday Night Football as Westwood One presents the Raiders at the Chiefs. Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. But even before that, tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents Bengals at the Ravens. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. Time out. Other side. More phone calls coming right here on the Overtime Show on WGR. The Buffalo Bills end up back at the top of the AFC East after their 38-3 beatdown of the Pittsburgh Steelers at Highmark Stadium this afternoon. The offense next level, starting with just the third offensive play of the game, taking the lead and then not looking back after a 98-yard bomb from Allen to Gabe Davis to start it off. Josh Allen finishing with a career-high 424 yards and four touchdowns. Allen did also manage to tie the lead in rushing again, 42 yards, along with Devin Singletary. Gabe Davis looking healthy once again. He led the Bills with three catches, 171 yards, and those two mammoth touchdowns. The rookies were able to shine in this one as well. Cornerback Kyir Elam came away with his first interception, and the Bills also got the first career touchdowns for running back James Cook and Khalil Shakir. Josh back to throw. Lost one right down the middle. This one is caught by Shakir at the three. Heads into the end zone. Yet another Buffalo touchdown. Khalil Shakir gets into the act. 
a 24-yard lofted pass from Josh Allen. What's next for the Bills? A trip back on the road. A potential revenge game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That one going to be next week, Sunday, a 425 kickoff. You can hear that right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Scores from around the league. The 49ers doubling up Carolina right now, 24-12. Dallas up 19-10 on the Rams. Meanwhile, the Eagles hold a 7-point lead on Arizona. That one 17-10. Scores from earlier. The Giants moving to 4-1 thanks to their 27-22 win over Green Bay in London. The Jets giving the Bills the assist they need to beat the Dolphins, 41-17. New York now in second place in the AFC East. Miami bumps down to third after that loss to the Jets. The Patriots blank the Lions 29-0. The Chargers hold on after a missed field goal to beat the Browns 30-28. Tampa winning on a controversial penalty. They beat Atlanta 21-15. This update brought to you by Fiegel Carr and Joyce, your border attorneys. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown! Holy mackerel, 98 yards! Touchdown, Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's a way to start. Holy mackerel! Josh back to throw. Lost one right down the middle. This one is caught by Shakir at the three. Heads into the end zone. Yet another Buffalo touchdown. Khalil Shakir gets into the end. A 24-yard lofted pass from Josh Allen. He beat Josh Jackson, who was just signed to their roster yesterday. James Cook, the rookie, finds a big hole. Right side, cuts back there, back left side, and he sails into the end zone. Touchdown, James Cook, 24-yard touchdown run. He went right, he cut back left, and there was nobody in front of him. All right, those are some game highlights for you. The Bills win 38-3. They move to 4-1 on the season and walk into the matchup of the year next Sunday, 425 Romo, Nance, the big guns, the heavy hitters, they'll be back for the matchup next week. Monday night football, however, Chiefs, Raiders this week, and the Chiefs probably expected to win that football game, move to 4-1 and one as well, so the battle of two 4-1 and one teams uh, should be a doozy next week. 803-0550, that's your number, and then one 552 Let me open up some phone lines, and let's get to the phones, and let's hear from first Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Jeremy. Yo, Jeremy, you got me? Uh, hi, this is Damien, his son. Um, I'm calling him for him right now. What's up, man? What do you got? Um, I just wanted to talk about how all the rookies did pretty good today. And I thought they did a pretty good performance with Jason oh, – not Jason Kumar – with Khalil Shakir and James Cook getting a touchdown and the interception from Kyrie Elam. I thought that was pretty good today. Indeed it was. And thanks for the call, buddy. Um, yeah, again, I the – Kyrie Elam day to me maybe sticks out the most. And I know, you know, it's easier maybe to look at the offensive side of the ball, look at some raw statistics, see that, you know, Khalil Shakir had, um, in this game anyways, had 75 yards and a score. And, like, you could look at that and say, oh, well, that's that's the guy you're looking at. But I think for me, like, Kyrie Elam, you know, he, I think, drew one of the tougher he, – he, I think he drew the really tough assignment in this game, which was facing a guy like George Pickens who is coming into his own in the NFL. He's a big Big guy, 6'5", 225, 230, and just a physical specimen. And, yeah, he had his moments, George Pickens, in this game. But all in all, I thought Kyrie Elam handled himself very well against a very, very good young up-and-coming player from his draft class. So uh, great to see on that end of things. And, um, yeah, I totally agree with you, man. All right, let's go to Randy. Randy, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Randy. Hey, Joe, how, how you doing? It's Nate. But I love it. It's okay. I'm sorry, brother. That's okay, Randy. We sound the same. I had a a couple pops. And listen, you are one of my favorite. (laughs) You're one of my favorite at the station. Thanks, buddy. You you do a fantastic job. I'm sorry. No worries, Um, buddy. You're good. Listen, I I, I don't have much to say debate-wise, but I just want to say Josh Allen, I mean, this this guy, he's a guy, he's he's literally fucking, uh, I'm sorry, shoot. He, this is the future quarterback of this team. It's so good. Let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, Nate. Thanks for being on the show. Um, g- great win. Um, 
Oh, great performance by Gabriel Davis. For the last couple of weeks, he was really struggling, and I was getting kind of worried about him. But then today, those fears kind of went by the wayside. So do you, do you think his injury is why he was struggling today? And um, so and, um, another thing I want to talk about is I don't get why this Bills-Chiefs game is not a night game. But the disastrous Broncos Colts game was. But anyhow, anyhow, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Kansas City game and go Bills. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jonathan. Yeah, um, part of it is scheduling, um, but I it's this matchup in particular, the Chiefs Bills game. I mean, it's going to be on a national stage. It's going to be a 4:25 game. They're getting the number one CBS crew. Um, yeah, like I I'm I'm looking at that matchup and saying, yeah, maybe they're not on prime time. I don't really particularly care, um, but I, I look at it and say. I like the 425 slot. You're getting the entire stage of the Nationals, and, and I get to hang out on Sunday night and Monday night. So, you know, I'm I'm not too uh, bent out of shape that they're not in, like, a, a true primetime window. I think they're in a, in a fine window for 425, but thanks for the call. Let's go to Zach. Zach, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Zach. Hi, how's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? Good, good. I was at the game today. Just got to say, you know, great job, Buffalo. Pittsburgh, better luck next season. But, um... You know, with the way the defense is playing and even the way the offense is playing and how Brian Dable has succeeded in, in uh, yeah. New York, like what are the odds of we us losing Leslie Frazier and possibly even Ken Dorsey after the season for head coaching jobs? Yeah, I, I, it's a fair question, Zach. I, I would tell you that I thought that Leslie Frazier earned a head coaching job after last season, um, and he didn't get it. And, you know, there are lots of theories, and, you know, you look at the age of Leslie Frazier, and maybe that's why – he was held back, and you know, I I think there was. I'm not sure if he had an interview. I think he might have had one or two interviews. Um, but like I I think about all in all the idea that there there is a problem with the league and not promoting African American coaches, and we know they've got the Rooney Rule in place, and that's more symbolic than anything else. And they have not really had um, I think a, a, a true genuine process that empowers the African-American insistence in this league. Um, but you look at San Francisco's uh, defensive coordinator, he's going to be a head coach next year. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, I mean, super, that, that guy should be, Raheem Morris should be a head coach. Byron Leftwich should be a head coach. So there's a lot of good up-and-coming young African-American assistants in this league that are going to be promoted very, very soon and be head coaches, which is great to see. Leslie Frazier, I don't know, like he had an opportunity early in his career. He is an older assistant. He's one of the older assistants in the NFL. Um, but overall, I, I've got to say, like, just from a, a higher up perspective of Leslie Frazier is last year, 13 seconds was a bit of a black eye for him. And I think I look at it and I say it was a bad, bad gaffe and the bills end up not going to an AFC championship game. They don't end up hosting a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which would have been an unbelievable and an electric environment here in Buffalo. And the bills missed out on that. But Leslie Frazier has been one of the most steady contributing defensive coordinators in the league. So, I, I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting question. In terms of Ken Dorsey, I would be surprised if Ken Dorsey, after, his, after one year um, of being an offensive coordinator, gets a head coaching job. But I've seen crazier things. He's a good, young, up-and-coming offensive assistant, and we know the league is offenses in vogue, and, and guys that, that coach the offensive side of the ball are going to get opportunities. And I suspect that Ken Dorsey will have his very, very soon. All right, 803-0550. I got four open phone lines. Let's hear from you. Luke, Joe, give me a couple minutes here. We'll get to you guys on the other side. I'm going to go to the locker room so we can hear from Bill Center Mitch Morrison. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Mitch Morris. I mean, it seems like Josh does, does something different every week, and now it's setting a franchise non-overtime game record for yards passing. Just when he's dealing like that back there, what's it like for you? It makes our lives a lot easier. Um, like I've said before, Josh is, is this offense, just the you know, way he goes, the way he carries himself. His confidence permeates throughout the, the huddle. Um, you know, he's so gracious when things go well to, to dish out congratulations on the success. But he's a superstar, and we're very fortunate to have him. And then the first, uh, the first touchdown, 98-yard touchdown. Have you ever been a part of something like that? You ever seen that? Uh, if I have, it's been a very, very long time. Um, 
Maybe not quite that long now. That was amazing. That was a that was a tone setter for the day. No doubt about it. James Cook, first NFL touchdown. He goes right through the A gap, basically cuts back. How cool is that for you guys to see? Uh, you know, we've been working real hard on this, uh, the run game, the reads, and uh, he's such a promising young running back and just a young man in general. And uh, really happy to have him on our team and the way he runs and, and, and the way he carries himself as a professional has paid off. I mean, yourself included, you guys have had a lot of guys in the injury report the last couple of weeks. To go out there, I mean, the NFL is tough. To win like this, going into your depth, to have to have these guys, what's it say about this locker room, this, this the personnel that Brandon has assembled too? Yeah, I think it starts from the top, giving us an opportunity to have some depth and some, uh, and some like you just said, and then we have a bunch of professionals that just understand that when it's time is when it's your time is called, step in and and uh, I really appreciate the way they've handled guys who have been dealing with injuries, kind of working themselves in so that on Sundays they can come out and put their best foot forward. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate you. All right, that's Bill Center, Mitch Morse. On the other side, we'll continue taking phone calls. We've got a couple open phone lines. We'll get to you guys giving us a call and getting on hold now. And, uh, yeah, we'll do all that and more. You're listening to the Overtime Show here, of course, on WGR. Okay, y'all, welcome back. Sports Talk. Oh, well, I almost said Sports Talk Saturday. But it is Sports Talk Sunday, I guess, in a way, here on the Overtime Show. Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate y'all joining me tonight. we got a couple of open phone lines. We'll get to you guys uh, here in a few moments. We'll start with my man, Luke, who's been waiting patiently. Luke, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Luke. Nate, it's Luke from back in the high school days. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Luke? Hey, so i got a phone one for you. So... I believe I remember you saying in the pregame that Pittsburgh was going to put up 20. I thought so, yeah. I think you suffer from the same belief system that some coaches just have other coaches' numbers. We talk mm. about Tomlin, Reed, Harbaugh. Sometimes Shanahan has that effect on some teams in the NFL, even though the Bills don't play them very often. And although Pittsburgh could not defend us, I thought I think it was frisky and may have uh, a thing to say about it down the road, maybe next season or something like that. But I think one of the most fun parts about watching these bill games is keying up on defensive groups. Hmm. Um, I think we don't really respect how good this bill's defense is sometimes because of past season. You think about the, the D line against Baltimore based on the previous matchups we've had with them, the linebackers against Tennessee, you know, based on the previous matchups we've had with Tennessee, the defensive backs uh, mm. against Miami. And uh, we know who the performers are, but here's the fun part. Have you keyed up on DeMar Hamlin yet this season? I think you and I both know that the best defensive players know every single position on the field, mm. and you know what the offense is going to throw at you. And the best defensive players in the league know what is going to happen and they know the second check and they know the third check and that's why they are the best i don't think demar hamlin has quite unlocked it yet he's close man but that kid that kid can fly around the field and it actually really is although you have to take the mistakes i think he has stepped up to a challenge that none of us really expected he was going to meet and I thought it, I think it's been really impressive to watch, and he is a fun player to key in week in and week out. I want to know what your thoughts are on Demar Hamlin. Luke, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Good to talk to you. Um, I've been thoroughly impressed. Listen, I think both Quan and him, Jaquan, um, or Demar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson, I think both have been incredibly good for the situations each of them have been put into, and not exactly the easiest of situations, by the way. The thing about Demar Hamlin that I think I'm most excited about is his ability to play the deep third, his ability to play the deep half, his ability to walk into the into the into the box as a run defender, be a a complementary run defender, and be as versatile. I don't want to say as versatile as Micah Hyde because he's Micah Hyde. He's one of the best safeties in football. Um, so for me, the thing that has impressed me the most about DeMar Hamlin is how good of a blitzer he is and how they utilize him. He just sort of gets lost in the shuffle a lot and finds ways to just creep down to the box the last second and be effective as a blitzer. And that, to me, is, I think, a really nice addition because if he can play both as a coverage safety and play as a box defender, well, then you're not 
missing as much of Micah Hyde as I thought you would. Now, you're still going to miss Micah Hyde. There's no doubt about it, right? But the reason you miss a guy like Micah Hyde when you have another replacement safety is they simply don't have the versatility to play deep middle and also play as a box defender and also get unleashed as a blitzer. And he's got a couple of sacks. He's a great he, – he's got a couple of tackles for loss. Like, that's the thing to me is he's being deployed in all the same ways Micah Hyde usually gets deployed, and there's not that huge glaring hole and divide between the two. Now, I'm not here to tell you that they're going to be fine without Micah Hyde because DeMar Hamlin's here, but I will tell you, I think he's the future at the position, and I think it's incredibly important that they found that this year because, for me, I was – it's always going to be concerned about what happens next at the safety position. The thing that they have that they, I guess none of us really knew is they had the replacements right here on the roster. I suspect that both Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin are the safeties of this team in the future. When that future is, whether it's next year or two or three years down the line, they've done such a good job. This franchise just continues to do such a good job of drafting, cultivating, developing, and, re- and, and keeping, and ultimately finding ways to keep. Now, they're going to have a couple of... <laughs> Let's see if they can keep Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver and Gabriel Davis and all these other guys. They continue to to just find ways to get the most in value out of. But all in all, yeah, I, I, I thanks for the call, Luke, because DeMar Hamlin has not gotten enough love for how damn good and consistent he has been. It's been a breath of fresh air. It is so good to see guys that wait their turn. They don't put their heads down. They just prepare and prepare and prepare. And they find ways to be successful when they've been put in those positions. A lot of that goes in the coaching staff. You heard Coach Sean McDermott, who we'll hear from next hour again, talk about it's not just the players that have to show up. It's the preparation each and every week, each offseason by these position coaches. And that's why this organization is in the position that they're in. Because they draft, they develop, they coach, and they execute. From general manager, from scouting department, whether it's, you know, Joe Shane, well, previously Joe Shane, or, you know, Brian Gain, Brandon Bean, Bobby Babich, Jim Salguero. It doesn't matter. They're just every position coach down to the, you know, to the coordinators, to the head coach, to each position group. It's just games like this make me appreciate that much, much more in each and every time. Thanks for the call, Luke. 803-0550. Uh, we've got one open phone line. Everyone else on hold, stick around because we're going to head to the locker room so that we can hear from Bill's linebacker, Tyrell Dotson. And we're going to hear from Tyrell Johnson, uh, Tyrell Dotson. And it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers, Local 210. Just tell me about making them one-dimensional, how much that really takes a lot of pressure off you on defense to kind of make sure that you know, you know the pass is coming pretty much when they get down like that. Yeah, I mean – that's coach. Um, that, that's coach McDermott's five things he puts on. He puts on the thing, making the offense one dimensional, and that's what we did today. I mean, we just executed. I mean, it was fun. I'm kind of wiped out right now, but it, it, it was very fun. But to do that, you got to stop the run. You guys yeah, really yeah, did. I yeah. mean, I think they had 18 yards rushing at halftime. What was the key there? I mean, the key was everyone doing their job. You know, um, just playing team defense. Um, yeah. Tell me what about the the guys, the young guys. You were a rookie in this league. You see Khalil get his first uh, touchdown. You see Kyrie get his first interception. Yeah. And these guys, James Cook gets his first touchdown. Just what's it like for you guys in the room for those guys? Happy for those guys. I mean, it's it, it's very rare to be in the league and get a touchdown, get a pick, get a forced fumble. But you got to maximize your opportunities when you get them. And I, I think James does that good. Khalil does that good. Kyrie does that good. I mean, we have a good rookie class. I mean, they're pretty good. Been for you too. First, is this first career sack? Uh, I I don't know. I I don't look at stats. I look at I, I look at wins and losses. But uh, I'm not for sure that's my first career sack. But I didn't know it was a sack until now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talking about the one I chased? Can you, you, you chased him out of bounds. Oh wow, he, that's, he went behind the line of scrimmage, so it yeah, counts yeah. as a sack for you. I, I take that any day. Being, <laughs> being undrafted, I take anything they give me. Okay, but go. tell us about the play though. What'd you see on the play? Um. I was just hug rushing. My man was blocking, and I went to go get the quarterback, chase him down, push him out of bounds. I mean, simple. <laughs> just read my keys, you know. You mentioned kind of. All right, that's Tyrell Dotson, Bills linebacker. We're going to take a timeout and get to some more phone calls. Before we do that, I want a reminder that tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday. It's presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at NorthwestBank.com. Howard and Jeremy in the morning. 
Then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio. One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. That's at noon. Show up in Bulldog at 3. They got Eric Wood at 4. And then it's 8 p.m. Monday Night Football as Westwood One presents Raiders at the Chiefs. Buffalo Bills football Monday all day tomorrow on Home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Timeout. Other side. Phone calls. More player song from the locker room. You hear from Josh Allen. You hear from Sean McDermott. The whole nine. You're also going to hear a elongated bump of John Mayer. You're welcome here on WGR. Official voice of the Buffalo Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550 and WGR550.com. This is a Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update. It took a couple of weeks, but the Buffalo Bills are back on top of the AFC East after their 38-3 thumping of the Pittsburgh Steelers at Highmark Stadium this afternoon. Josh Allen finishing with a career-high 424 yards and four touchdowns on the afternoon. Allen did also lead the team in rushing again, tied with Devin Singletary with 42 yards in this game. Gabe Davis looking healthy once again. Two bombs of touchdown catches, total three catches on the day for 171 yards and two touchdowns. The rookies were able to shine in this game as well. Kyrie Elam came away with his first career interception. Khalil Shakir with his first career touchdown, as well as the first career touchdown for running back James Cook. James Cook, the rookie, finds a big hole. Right side, cuts back to back, left side, and he sails into the end zone. Touchdown, James Cook, 24-yard touchdown run. What's next for the Bills? A trip back on the road, a potential revenge game as they take on the Kansas City Chiefs next week, Sunday. That is at 425 kickoff. You can hear all of the action right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Around the NFL, scores from games going on right now. The 49ers up 30-15 to on the Panthers. The Cowboys. 19 to 10 over the Rams in the fourth quarter, while the Eagles and Cardinals are tied at 17. Scores from earlier today: the Giants move to four and one thanks to their 27 to 22 win over Green Bay in London today. Tampa Bay wins after a controversial penalty; they beat Atlanta 21 to 15. The Chargers hold on after a missed field goal to beat the Browns 30 to 28. Patriots blank the Lions 29 to nothing, and the Jets give the Bills the assist that they need to move back up to first in the division. New York beating the Miami Dolphins 40-17 today. This update brought to you by Fugle Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will, It's time for the Overtime Show with Nate Geary. Okay, everybody. Hour two Overtime Show coming your way right now. We've got a tie game in Arizona between the, the two bird-like teams. Not bird-like. They are, they are birds. Eagles and Cardinals. They're not bird-like. They're actually just birds. Birds of prey for Eagles. Birds of not-so-prey. Cardinals are just, they're nice to look at, but they are not in any way to be feared, you know? Come on. Oh, gosh. Um, anywho, I'm just watching football live. That's what I do. Anyways, 803-0551-888-552-550. Let's get back to the phones right away. Actually, before we do that, you know, I got to help our lovely sponsors here. Let's get an eye on the quarterback, and it's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Should I go into Josh Allen's numbers? They're absurd. I think we all know them. 20 of 31, 424 yards, a career high, by the way. 13.7 yards in attempt. Four touchdowns, an interception, and maybe the most impressive stat of the day, an 86.3 QBR, 134.1 quarterback rating. All in all, one of Josh Allen's best games as a pro, and he's had a few doozies. This one, though, maybe, maybe it's not as good as the playoff performance. I think maybe the context of it being a playoff game uh, is the more impressive part from last year. Uh, but, man, what a game from Josh Allen. Again, 20 of 31, 424 yards. Four touchdowns and an interception. There's your eye on the quarterback. Once again, brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems. Our business is protecting your business. Let's go back to the phones and let's go to Matt. He's been waiting patiently. Matt, you're on the overtime show, man. What you got? Uh, great win today, um, but I don't know if anybody else seen it, but it seemed like Elam was getting eaten up all day long. 
And I think that's a cause for concern uh, going into Kansas City next week. Um, I mean, none of these receivers. George Pickens had six for 83. So I would. I don't think he got eaten up all day long. Um, he was second in the team in tackles. Had a pass deflect or had a uh, a pass defense. Um, did he give up some yardage? Yeah, I mean he gave up a couple of catches to a very good, very large, very physical receiver in George Pickens. But I didn't leave this game thinking, oh, oh the Bills are in trouble. Kyrie Elam can't play. Um, I thought he played fine. Uh, maybe it's just a little nitpicky on, on your part, buddy. But otherwise, you know, I I think for the most part he played a, a pretty good game. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the overtime show. What's going on, man? Kevin, you there? Kevin going once, going two times. Kevin going t- three times. You're out, Kevin. All right, let's go to John. John, you're on the overtime show. Good evening, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, no problem. Is it, uh, John and Teresa from Erie, PA. We're supporting the Bills the best we can. And guess what? You know what? When I saw we were 14-and-a-half-point favorites, I'm like, is this even possible? Yeah. I'm with you. You know, seriously, who, who holds the any NFL team to three points this day and age? And what I want you guys to talk about is we are down defensively to our second and third string players. What's mm-hmm. gonna? What are we gonna look like in two or three weeks after the bye games? Yeah. What do, What do we expect? Zero points from these teams? <laughs> I, I just I don't know what to. I'm just in shock about how good we are playing defensively, two, three, four deep in this thing. Go Buffalo. And and can I give a shout-out to my daughter, Elena and Josh, having a baby boy coming up here next March. I'm so excited. What a great weekend for me. Awesome, John. Well, thanks for the call. Congrats to your uh, congrats to them on the on the upcoming baby. Um, what I'll tell you is this was the number one defense in football last year, and they're better with notable players out. They don't have Tredavious White back. He'll be back here, I'm thinking, in the next couple weeks, probably post-bye week. And you're right. This, these are scary, scary uh, this has got to be scary for other opposing offenses when you consider they don't have Trey White, they don't have Micah Hyde, and they're still doing what they're doing. Um, it's It's been really impressive. And, you know, what, what this ends up looking like um, in a couple of weeks when they are back to healthy, I would think that they're a little bit more efficient and maybe they're turning the football over a little bit more. And maybe they're getting some more coverage sacks for Greg Rousseau and Von Miller, too. I, I think that's something you gotta you got to think about as well. And they've the sacks they've been getting are really just them outworking or m- getting great moves for the most part. Teams are getting rid of the football very quickly against this Bills defense because they have to. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been a uh, it's been a killer start to this season. Hard to poke a lot of holes in it. And for me, the thing I'll keep going back to with this defense is how steady they are against the pass. Since Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have gotten to Buffalo, they've coached the best defense against the pass yards per attempt yards per completions touchdowns given up volume passing yards every single statistical category this bill's defense continues to be at the top it's a very impressive thing when you consider all of the league rules uh, where the league is going with passing um and how all of the rules are stacked against defenses um trying to defend it so yeah i mean it's just really all over the place has been really really good thanks for the call let's go to michael michael you're on the overtime show thanks for calling michael yeah how you doing good uh, I want to talk about the Bills' um, great win over Pittsburgh tonight. Sure, what do you got, man? Hello. Yep. Um, they they played good tonight, and they're gonna be on um, Kansas City next week. And I love my Bills. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Michael. Appreciate you. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Kevin. Right. Good. 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 I'm glad I was able to get back in. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just want to give a shout-out to the Mafia. Hey, guys, way to support the Bills. You guys did the thing. But one of the things that I wanted to point out, when uh, Shakir scored his first touchdown, you know, he ran and he tossed the ball to the referee. Josh Allen, knowing his players and knowing what's going on, went to the referee, took the ball back, went over to Shakur and said, no, man, you keep it, you keep it. That's a guy, excuse me, that's a GD quarterback for you right there, man. I admire the heck out of what that guy did today. Yeah, thanks for the call, Kevin. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's the little things, man. You know, it's the little details. It's caring for each other and their teammates. And, and listen, they talk about it a lot. It can tend to be, to me, some of the conversations are tend to be a little cliche, right? And so be it. But I think at the uh, at the other end of this, a lot of it is true with this team. They, they, there is a, a genuine care for one another, and it, it's 
pretty evident to me. Each and every week it is. Um, and in a game like today, in a situation like that, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, let's go to Tony. You're on the Overtime Show. What do you got for me, Tony? Hi, how you guys doing today? Good. I just want to say oh, what a great game by Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, I think James Cook scoring his first NFL touchdown was great. I want to hear you guys got to say about uh, James Cook yeah. for the Bills. And next week, I think our rookie secondary is going to get a big challenge with Mahomes. I'll listen to what you guys have to say and go Bills. Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, it'll be nice to have Tremaine Edmonds back, and you'd be surprised. I, I put a lot of stock into how – Tremaine Edmonds patrols the middle of the field with his length. I think it's a huge, huge difference maker when you've got a guy who's six foot four and has a nearly seven foot wingspan in the middle of the field. It really ends up being you've got quarterbacks that got to think about putting a little extra arc when they're throwing over the middle of the field. So getting him back, hopefully, you know, I think Dane Jackson's been playing a really good brand of football. I, not I, not surprised. I think he's. He's been a very good quarterback, uh, a very good cornerback, I should say. But it's also nice to see Kyrie Elam playing well. And we'll see when this team ultimately gets Tremaine Edmonds, I'm sorry, um, Tredavious White back as well. That should really open up things and some, help some things defensively as well uh, for this Bills defense. But yeah, I, I James Cook, I, I've been, I know a lot of us have been pining for more James Cook. And, you know, I think today we saw a couple of reasons like why some of us have been pining so much for him. He's just a he's a very good player um, who needs to find his way. He's just got a he's got a different gear than the other running backs on this roster. But you know, there's there's a level of trust that comes with playing in the NFL. And if your coaching staff can't trust you, it's hard to put you on the field. Especially, and I said this on pregame, you don't know what the plan is coming each and every game, right? Like they, the Bills might come into a game and say, "We want to get five to seven touches for James Cook, no matter what." And then the first 10, 15, 20 plays, all of a sudden, you're, it's after the first quarter, it's midway through the second quarter, and you're down, you're travel, you're you're down seventeen to three against the Ravens in, in a rainstorm, and you look to James Cook, and you want to maintain that same idea or the same game plan going into the game, but it can be hard when you feel like you maybe can't trust that guy and he's a rookie and you don't want to put him in a situation to fail. And I think those are all fair things, um, you know, for a franchise that has – listen, they, they invested a lot into James Cook, spent a second-round pick on him. They spent a third on, on, on Moss. They spent a third on Singletary. I think it's going to be – he's acclimating, and you can see he's starting to get a little bit more confident and confident every time he touches the football. Let's go to Audrey. Uh, Audrey, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Audrey. Hi. Um, I – I was wondering if um, Cook, Shakir, and Hodgins um, would, um, if, if you think they would get more touches um, in um, in games throughout the season after their perform- performances today. I do. Um, I, I think Shakir. In, in particular, will, um, and I also think probably rightfully so. There, he played very, very well, and this has been something really dating back to training camp and preseason that you looked at and you said, "Yeah, I mean, you see it with Shakir. You see, I think the the skill set. You see, I, I also think I'm more than the skill set. I think you see." The instincts with Shakir, he's just a very instinctual player, plays with a lot of nuance, a lot of good route running. He doesn't have like top-tier athleticism. He's not out there running a 4-3, and I think that's partially the reason that he wasn't selected in the top four rounds. Um, I think people looked at his athletic profile and said and kind of decided that he was going to be pigeonholed as a certain type of player, but he has functional game speed. Um, it may not be 4-3, right? But it's it's functional game speed to me. It's, he's not slow by any means. It's not like guys are he's being outrun by defenders across the league. I, I think he's fast enough. And I think he's athletic enough, and the instincts are really where that sort of, to me anyways, gets taken over and why I think he's going to play a lot of football for the Bills this year. And James Cook, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, he what he has to worry about doing is continue gaining the trust of his coaching staff. Have Sean McDermott, have your running backs coach, have Ken Dorsey feel like in big situations, they don't have to worry about you putting the football on the ground. They don't have to worry about you, you know, Making a bad decision, dropping a ball. Like he just has to continue gaining the trust of this coaching staff, and I think he'll get continue to get more and more opportunities. Let's go to Colin. You're on the overtime show. Welcome, Colin. Hey man. First first off, I gotta tell you about the parlay I hit today. Love, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It was it was insane, but it was ten dollars to win six hundred and thirty. Love it. Gabe Davis two touchdowns. Ha Josh Allen over 270 passing yards. Yeah. Diggs, 80-plus passing yards. Yeah. And then I, I bought, or I guess it sold points down to Bills, 
minus twenty nine and a half. That's awesome, dude. I, that that's that's a six thirty. That's a damn good parlay. Last week I had a thirteen legger that I hit uh, and won six fifty six six fifty five on a on a twenty five dollar bet. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, all the power to you, dude. I I love maybe more than any of those. I really love the Gabe Davis two TD one because I can only imagine what the odds are on that one. It, I think it was plus five hundred, but <laughs> I also have Gabe over seven and a half touchdowns on the year. So I was. That's, I, that's a little. That's a little uh, double banger there for you. Yeah, it feels good. Absolutely, McCollum. Um, but then, so I got a little. It's it's a little crazy, but like. So if Trey White comes back at 80%, right, he's still a top 10 to 15 corner in the league, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I, By the way, I, Trey. it would be my opinion, Colin, but I think when he comes back or if he came back right now, he would be 100% or close to it. Okay. So I'm just like – I feel like corner is the hardest decision to come back from with the torn ACL because it's so reactive. I agree. It's so, and our our young corners are so good. Dane Jackson's phenomenal. Kyrie uh, Elam looks like he can be a future number one. Maybe Benford has looked really good. I mean, it's only four games, but Benford's looked really good. Would it be insane if Trey is not confident in that knee? Not this year, not next year, but the year after next year to move trade to safety and let those young kids kind of take over that corner position with how smart Trey is sure. and how good he is in athletic without that whole ACL scare as a corner. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's not the craziest idea. I listen, they they went from feel you everybody sort of went from feeling like they had a major issue at the cornerback position they didn't have the numbers they didn't have guys that could play to all of a sudden being like you feel like you have four guys that can play once Trey White's back so uh, you know what that looks like down the line I, I think that's a conversation for down the line I don't I don't but I also don't think it's a crazy conversation to have man at all um all right we got to cut to the locker room um, and we were going to play you uh, Khalil Shakir and Diggs, but I don't think I've got quite enough time to do that, so we might play a couple of back-to-back here for you. Let's hear from uh, a guy that I thought played another amazing game, Damar Hamlin today, Bill's safety. Um, so let's hear from Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Think about the defensive performance, being able to hold the Steelers to just three points. Um, I, I think we did. I think we did our job. Uh, you know, we we had a good week of practice. Um, focus on the game plan. Focus on executing and communication. And we did just that. Literally, we did everything we did in practice. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to get the result uh, after putting the work in. A couple of weeks ago, it was you and Jaquan out there at safety together. A little bit of ups and downs there. How do you feel like you did together this time out? Why you say ups and downs? What made you say ups and downs? Now, because there were a couple of plays you guys gave up that you did not give up this time around. I mean, uh, that happens any game, you know. Any, any, any. We all in the NFL. Any player can make a uh, play, but um, you know, today we just executed. We had a good game plan, and you know, no matter who's out there, no, if it's safety, corner, linebacker, D line, um, it's a standard. So we just upholding the standard of of the program, you know, and, and, and taking it to the next level. Is that a defense's dream to kind of make them one dimensional like that? I mean, what once you get up like that, they have to start throwing. Is that your dream basically to kind of get them in that position? I definitely is the dream. That's their goal every week. Uh, make a team one dimensional. That's how you win. That's how you minimize them from um, like making plays and being able to control the game. So yeah, making them one dimensional is, is definitely always the goal. What would you say from your perspective was the hit on Kenny that kind of incited a bit of a reaction from both teams? Uh, I mean, you see it won the flag. So, um, but like I told him on the field, you my brother. I ain't, I ain't out here trying to play dirty or hurt you, and he know that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing within the, within the lines of the game. You know, if you supposed to slide, you got slide, or you gonna get hit. <laughs> How about Kyrie getting his first pick? What was that? It just hit me through like kind of your emotions for seeing him be able to get his first pick in the NFL. It was amazing. Um, you know, I was just a rookie last year, so I know the pressures and everything that comes with being a rookie. You know, and having to start and and be like a, a premier guy in the beginning of your career like that is it's it's a lot on your plate you know so um just to see him get that that breakthrough right there is, is good for him i'm so happy for him all right that's damar hamlin let's go here from cb1 in this game anyways kyer elam bill's rookie corner and it's brought to you by uh hold on 
We're going to cut to the locker room and hear from Kyrie Elam, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Sorry, Kyrie, I just walked over. Can you just walk us through the interception, you know, what you saw on the play and how it came about? Yeah, man, I was just, honestly, I was uh, I was just sinking and uh, read the quarterback eyes, and I just tried to just go up and show off my ball skills and go make a play. Um, I'm just, I was uh, super happy. I didn't even know what to do. But, you know, I mean, I got a lot of work to do. Um, I feel like I got to, I have to do better, you know, because I feel like, I have the ability where I have a I have a lot of ability that, that I feel like I could have did better. You know, I would say that that moment was uh, was big for you. You know, just can you take me inside your mind what the adrenaline rush was like right then and there? All week in practice, I was getting my hands on the ball. You know, and I I really I credit that to my preparation. Um, all week in practice, I thought I had a great week to um, to go out there and have a great game, but um, I didn't, man. I gotta be I gotta do better. I gotta be a lot better, man. It's just. I, I know I can make those plays that I, uh, that, that on that back shoulder, especially on that hitch and pickings. But um, next play, you know, I kept my confidence and I, I was able to make a play which helped this team win. How important was it to make this team one-dimensional? You know, they had to start throwing after they were down a while. How, how much does that make your job, I guess, maybe a little bit easier knowing that they have to do that? Um, yeah, we, we, I mean, after, you know, we stopped the running, you know, we had to keep our goal was to make it – our goal for the game was to make it one-dimensional and, and keep everything in front of us. Um, I think the offense did a heck of a job. I give credit to those guys, and, and our front did a great job of stopping the run. You know, I have to do a lot better of uh, just making my plays a man-to-man because um, I know I could do a lot better, and I practice way better than I, you know, I did. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep getting better, and I'm going to just keep striving. All right, that is Bill's rookie corner, Kyir Elam, following today's 38-3 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bills move to 4-1 on the season, and they will face the Kansas City Chiefs next week at 425 on the road in Kansas City. Tonight, however, uh, at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents the Bengals at the Ravens. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. We're going to hear from QB1 and from Von Miller today uh, coming up next. And then we're going to hear again from Sean McDermott, who spoke to the media after today's win as well. And by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, we have a Steph Curry moment for Josh Allen today. Josh Allen turned around and celebrated his first 98-yard touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis while he was still on the 20-yard line. It's amazing. It's amazing. You'll love to see it. All right, time out. Other side, QB1 and Von Miller coming up here on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 